Romy, good to see you back. Missed you yesterday, and I reported to your mother who came over last night that you had missed. So you're still, you're still <laughs> being, uh, being taken care of here. Okay. You were babysitting uh, one of my, my Oh, my, you missed yesterday. My niece, uh, we were babysitting. Okay, good. But it's good to, it's good to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. To, I think she told us that. Uh, so uh, it's good to know when you're missed, you know. It's yeah, good well, to know. Today we learn for a four slain for Yosef and Kurt's great granddaughter Abigail Brindel Bas Shira Ella, who's having surgery this morning. If she should go well, she should have a four slain. Right from the top of Samach Tesamad Aleph. Today's top Samach Tesamad, right from the top of the page. Tole Rav Lerebi Benichite. He said, Rav sent to Rebbe a message among, among a, in the middle of a letter that he wrote to him. And um, he, uh, you know, he wrote him a nice letter. And in between the lines, the way Rashi learns, or between the seams of the letter that was sewn together, he wrote him a following question. Brothers who received their Yerusha from the father. And then there's also daughters there who they're supposed to give, as we saw yesterday, one-tenth of the Nechassim for a wedding, one-tenth, or umdana, figure out what the father would have spent. And they took those nechassim, and they, uh, let's say they sold them off, or they uh, used them as a mortgage for something else. Um, Farshim asked him, why did he write it between the lines? Why did he write the question between the lines of a letter? As if like hiding it in there. Could be that it was before the time that it was you were allowed to write down uh, Torah Shabal Peh. Torah Shabal Peh originally was supposed to be only be oral. That's why Torah Shabal you're not supposed to write it down, and Torah Shabal you're not supposed to say it orally. So later on, they were matrit because everything was being forgotten. So at that time, maybe you still weren't allowed to write it down. So they wrote it down like in sort of a shinui. Anyway, he wrote this question to Rebbe. Um, what happens if they're Meshambed and Chosim? They're Meshambed and well, can you still you take them out of the shibud in order to pay for the weddings of the girls, their sisters? So Yasser Rukhiyah happened to be sitting in front of Rabbi when the question came forth. Amr Lay says, Mahramashkano, is he talking about when Rav asked the question, was he asking about uh, they were sold, the brothers sold the property, or they mortgaged it? But whether it doesn't make any difference whether it was sold or whether it was uh, mortgaged, you can you can remove it from the mortgage as you, know, you could take it away because they have the rights, as we said, the father, uh, uh, we assume it's a Tukas that the father wants to marry off his kids, give them a dowry, marry off the daughters, give them a dowry. So whether it was sold or whether it was mortgaged, either way, but not for feeding, not for the regular food that he's responsible to give them as part of the Tanaik Suba. As we saw yesterday, the Parnas is not the Tanaik Suba, it's just a general halacha drabbanam. So for Parnasa, we do, because that's usually a fixed amount. And, and he knew that, that those part of his assets are going to go for the girls' dowries. But uh, for Mazonos, which is not clear, it's not, it's not known exactly how much of us, the Lukuchos can't guard themselves from that. The people who are uh, buying the property or using it or taking it as a mortgage uh, cannot protect themselves from that. So that we don't, we don't uh, take it out from them for Mazonos. When Mav asked the question, though, why wasn't he more specific? He said, If his question was, if the boys sold the property, why didn't he ask the question that way? If they sold, if his question was, can they 
um, if if they mortgaged it, why doesn't he listen to Mishkano? Why didn't they? Why didn't write the question Mishkano or Mashkano if they mortgaged it? So then it says Rav Tavar boy. The Rav was asking both questions. He was asking if they if the boys set aside the property, they sold it or they mortgaged it. Either way, he was asking both questions. The Savar he said like this: If I write Machro, if I ask the Rebbe question to Rebbe, uh, if the boys sold the property, what's the halacha? It's a good answer. It will be good. If he answers me, the motzian that you were that you take the property away from the ones who were sold to because the girls, so to speak, have a prior lien. Their dowry has a prior lien on it. All right, so that would be a good answer. If he tells me motzian. So certainly, I if I can take away the property from a person who paid for it and bought it, and it's technically his right now, certainly I could take it away from somebody uh, from the bank or from somebody who who just had it as a mortgage, didn't really own it. But he shows me a motzian. But if he tells me, uh, if I ask the question, if it's sold, and the answer is no, you can't take it from them. I'll still say, okay, I can still ask that question. Maybe if it was sold, maybe then you can't take it away from them. But if it was just uh, mortgaged, maybe I could. So I won't know the answer. So I'd rather ask the question, stum. In other words, to include both cases, whether it's sold or mortgaged. Similarly, if I ask him the question, I say, if the boys mortgage the property, if the answer of Rebbe is no, you can't take it. If it was Mashkin, you can't take it away from them, from the person that was mortgaged to the bank or the lender, or whatever. So Koshke Machra certainly was sold to the guy. But But if he answers me, you do take it away from a person that was mortgaged to, I might still say, what about if it was sold? sold? Selling something is stronger. Your guy paid for it. It's in his property now. So, uh, so therefore, uh, yeah, if I ask the question one way, if the answer is one way, yes, but if the answer is the other way, I won't know. So after by Shibdu, I will just write Shibdu if he was if he was Mashabadid, he pledged it either as a loan or either as a mortgage or as a uh, sold it. The Mashmachi, Mashmachi, both ways. And the answer came forth that you take it away for Parnasa for a dowry, but not for Mazonas. Lechon says both cases, whether it's for Mazonas or for Parnasa, you don't take it away. If it's mortgaged or sold, you don't take it away. That's how Rabbi Yochanan learns. So the question more now asks, is he boy with Rabbi Yochanan or Shmilei or Rabbi? Rabbi Yochanan is generally considered an Amora, even though he was sort of at the time of Rabbi or right after Rabbi. Uh, Rav was also Rav Tano Pollock. Rav was at the time of Rabbi or at the end of Rabbi's life. So um, uh, the question is now, did Rabbi Yochanan hear Rabbi's psaq? Uh, uh, he didn't hear, maybe he did not hear Rebbe's talk, and that's why he said that the Ishmile, and he heard about Abba Makabla, he would have accepted it and changed his opinion. Or maybe he heard it, but he didn't accept it. In other words, do we say that Rabbi Yochanan really is arguing with, with Rebbe as he has apparently does in our Gemara? Rebbe says you do Armosian from, from a Shibut for, uh, for um, Parnasa, for dowry, and Rabbi Yochanan saying you don't. So is Rabbi Yochanan arguing with Rebbe, but had, maybe maybe he just didn't hear what Rebbe said. Had he heard it, he would have agreed. So Tashma Ditmar Kalan case. Misha Mace, a man died, man died and left two uh, girls and a boy. Two girls and a boy, young children, let's say, let's say they're bar mitzvah, whatever. Uh, so the first girl, say Leah and Rachel, the first girl, no girl number one, she took her dowry for her wedding. The second one didn't get a chance. The second one didn't get married yet. She was uh, 12 or whatever, and she didn't get married yet. She didn't get her dowry until the son died. The son died. There were no other children. They, they were young children. I said there were no other, there were no grandchildren, nobody else. There were no other heirs. So when the son died, the Yerusha 
the Arusha um, went over to the two girls, to the two girls. So what do you say now? Does does the second girl, Rachel, get her 10% out of that? She's entitled to half the whole Yerusha right now. So what do you say there? Amr Abiyafim Rechel says, Shniya Victor, the second one who's getting married now, she's Mavatar on her on her um, uh, her dowry because she's got a she's got she's getting half the Yerusha. She doesn't need the dowry. That's what Abiyafim says. Amr Abiyafim answered and said, Abiyafim answers, what do you mean? Gedol Mizur Amr. We said, Motsim Parnasa. We said for before Rebbe had said that that for Parnasa you take even away from a Shibit, from somebody who bought it. Why do you say the second one is Mavatar just because the brother died and she's getting Yerusha now? What are you talking about? Even if somebody else had it, even if it was sold to somebody else, she could take it away. So, so here, here certainly she should still get her her dowry just because she's also going to get the Yerusha doesn't mean she's going to get it. Misa, if it's true. If what that he hadn't heard about it, so namely Manamra. If Rabbi Yochanan had not heard that memra that says Motzim Parnasa, which was Rebbe's memra, if he hadn't heard about it, and that's why he disagreed because he hadn't heard Rebbe's psak, namely Manam, he should say, wait, 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 who says that? It says you, you say Amru. They said Motzim Parnasa. Who says that? Elamai must be that he did hear about it. Presumably he did hear about it, but he disagreed. So that was the argument. That was the discussion over here. Maybe the truth is he hadn't heard about it. He would have accepted it. Over here, it's different. Because she's getting so much money anyway, she's getting half the Arusha. She doesn't need the dowry. Why should she get 10%? She's going to get 50% of whatever's remaining there. In other words, normally she would get 10% of the remaining 90%. Now she's getting 50% of the remaining 9%. So maybe here, since there's so, so much profit, she doesn't need it. But maybe uh, maybe he hadn't heard about it. Don't assume that he heard about it and he's still arguing over here shows you that he that he disagrees. No, maybe he hadn't heard about it. But the reason over here why he felt differently is not because uh, he disagrees with Rebbe, but simply because over here she's got a lot of money. Let's say she found uh, some diamonds in the street. Uh, was also a lot of money. What kind of as far as that? Just because she she's wealthy or she has money, you're not going to give her a tenth of the chasm. She's still entitled to her dowry. So therefore, Rav Yemer said to Ravashi, that that's not an answer. Just because she has a lot of money, if you're entitled to if you're entitled to it, you're entitled to it. So presumably, he had heard about Rebbe's halacha and he disagreed. I'm like, I'm talking about she's getting a lot of profit from this, from the assets, from the estate. I'm not talking about if she finds something in the street and becomes wealthy or she invested in the stock market and made a lot of money. I'm talking about if she finds, I'm saying that she's Mavatar on her dowry because she's getting, why well, she get 10% of the of the estate? She's going to get 50% of the estate, maybe because of that. Therefore, therefore, at the end of the day, it's not clear whether Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with Rebbe or he had heard Rebbe said that maybe had he heard about it, he would have agreed. And therefore the Mepharshim say, it's better to say, should you say something is a machlokas or it's not a machlokas? Better say it's not a machlokas. We assume that Rabbi Yochanan doesn't really disagree with Rebbe, but over here it's different because she's got, uh, she's getting half the estate anyway. Omar Meimar. We're in the third of the wide lines. Omar Meimar. Basio Reshes This halacha that we say that a daughter is entitled to a dowry, 10% or whatever the father would have given or whatever is proper to give from the assets. We saw three different opinions yesterday. Uh, Amemer says, what, what kind of a loch does she have? Is she a, is she's considered an heir, an heiress, let's call it, be more specific. Is she considered an heiress? In what sense? We'll see. And therefore, 
she's not not like a, a Balchog. The difference is if she's a Yoresha, she's entitled to take the money from the estate and she could take 10% of whatever part of the estate she wants. If you're a Yoresh, you're entitled. If, you, if you're two brothers and they inherited everything, right? They inherited the father's estate. Each is entitled to half of whatever is there. You can't say, one brother can't say the other guy, I'll tell you what, I'll take the good property in Manhattan or in Yerushalayim. And you take the property in the desert. You know, you can't do that. You know, if you have they're entitled to have each entitled to half of everything. So is does she also have that power? Is she empowered as an heiress? Your is that the power that the rabbis gave her? It's of course the Rabban and not the Raisa. Uh that means to say, see, is she considered like a creditor or a creditor with a C? Is she considered a creditor or 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 by right, that she has a, a lien on it? And but they could pay her off. Say, you know, a creditor, you say, I owe you five thousand dollars. You can't say you want my property. If I give you the five thousand dollars, I give you the five thousand dollars. So is is she a creditor or is she a, is she an heiress? If she's an heiress, so he said, Yeah. You say she's an heiress. If the brothers want to pay her off with money, they can't, they can't get rid of her that way. They can't get her. That's right. That's correct. They can't just pay her off with whatever they want. She's entitled to take her 10% or her dowry from whatever part of the she wants. So let's say you want to give her one piece of land. Also, they can't get rid of her that way. They can't pay her off the way. That's correct. No, she's simply a creditor. She's a creditor, and they could pay her off. Afa Mamer, and even a Mamer Harabay, even a Mamer retracted his opinion. A Mamer started off by saying she's an heiress now. And Abay, how could you have a story? How the Kamina Kamei, I was in front of a Mamer, but also a woman came before, came before us to Kamei. She was demanding her dowry from her brothers, who obviously didn't want to give it to her. And I saw, I understood her, her attitude. The boy Lusluka Bazusa, you have a Masalakle. She would have accepted cash too, because that's usually what the caterer wants. They want cash. They don't want property or other assets, right? She's making a wedding over here. She wants to get married, and uh, her husband also, or her fiance also wants cash. She would have taken cash too. The Shami Macha, how do I know? The Shami Macha heard of the brothers Havi Kamala. The brothers told her, If I would have money, we could pay you off with money. And she would have accepted the Ishtik And a Mamer who was. This case came before a Mamer didn't say anything. So it's Mashma and Mamer agreed that if the brothers want to pay her off, they can pay her off, meaning she's basically a creditor. Now that we say that she's a Balchov, meaning she's a creditor, who is she a creditor of? Is she a creditor of the deceased father, right? The father left the estate. Is she a creditor of that? She's entitled to 10%. It's like the father owed 10% to her. Um, is she of the father? Oh, the Achi, or is she a, a creditor of her brothers? The main Afkamina, here's an Afkamina. Here's the deal. A creditor is entitled, if he, if he shows he's, he's a proper creditor, he's got an IOU, is entitled to take the middle the middle stage property. In other words, property is not the best, not the worst, without a Shvur, because he's a creditor. If you're collecting from a Yisomim, if you're collecting from a Yisomim, you can only collect from the worst property and only end with a Shvur. So here's the story. If she's a creditor of the father, listen carefully, you might, it's, it's intuitively said, where she's a creditor of the father, who is she collecting from? From the Yorshim, from the sons. That means she's collecting from Yorshim, so she can only collect with the Shvua and from Ziburus. But if she's a creditor of the sons, in other words, this Yorsha goes to the sons. The Chacham made a halacha that a father, unless he says otherwise, wants to give his daughter a dowry. 
but now these girls, the, the sisters of the boys, the, the man's daughters, they want to collect their dowry and they're collecting from the sons, from the Yarshim. If they're collecting the sons, if they are creditors of the Yarshim, they're entitled to collect Betanus without a Shvua. That's the question. So when you say that they are creditors and they're not Yarshim, the Chacham gave them a, a power of a creditor, are they a creditor of the, of the deceased father or of the sons? So my Toshma, the Ravina, Agbele Barsi, the Ravashi, Ravina collected for the daughters of Ravashi, Mimar Bered Ravashi. Now listen to this case very carefully. You got to look at me, look at this case. Ravashi died. Predeceasing Ravashi was his son, Ravsama. Ravsama was one of his sons, right? Let's say he had two sons, Mar Baravashi, we're going to talk about it here, right? Mar Baravashi, Mar Bered Ravashi. We have him very often in Shas. And we have Ravsama, the son of Ravashi. Ravsama died before, he died before his father Ravashi, but he also left a son, let's say, he left the grandson. So now what happened was this. Ravina collected for the daughter of Ravashi from her brothers, Mimar Bred Ravashi, one brother, Bainanis, Vishlobashvur. She collected Bainanis, middle property without a shvur. She got her dowry from him, right? Without a shvur. Why? Because she was collecting from her brother, and her brother is she was a creditor of the brother. But from her nephew, Mar Baravashi's brother, who had died before the father, right, collected from, from his, from, the, from her nephew, her Ravashi's grandson, Braid Ravashi, from Ravsam Braid Ravashi, from the son of Ravsama, the son of Ravashi, Ziburus Bishvua. Why? Because now she was collecting from from Ravsama. She was collecting from Ravsama, and he was dead. She was collecting from her son. So therefore, she was collecting from a Yorish, she was collecting from Yorshim. He collected with the shvua. See, that proves the fact that she got bainanis from Marbred Ravashi, right, shows that she's considered a creditor of who? Of the of the Orshim, not of the grandfather who died, but of the of the of the Orshim. By the way, this is this a regular halacha. You know, if a man uh Rav Sama predeceased his father, so when Ravashi, so when Ravashi died, he left over, he left the son Marbaravashi and some girls, and he left the grandson Ravsama's son. Ravsama's son, the grandson, gets the same Yushif, neither was a Bechor, as the uh, as the fa as the as his uncle uh, Mar Baravash. Okay. Shalchar of Nechemi Braid Rav Yosef Rav Varapuni found the question. Rav Zuta, the younger Rav Zuta, me Nardo from Nardo, the younger Rav Zuta from Nardo. He also he used to send like this. What happened was he knew of a case. It's like a rabbi who says, you know, he's in New York and he sends the he knows there's a case in St. Louis, so he sent to the rabbi in St. Louis, you know, I know you're going to have this case. This girl's over there in St. Louis. Please handle it accordingly. You know, one rabbi to another. So Rav Nehemiah, the son of Yosef. Sent to Rabbi Barapuna Zutam Nadah, when this girl comes, when this woman comes before you and she wants her dowry from the estate, I know the case is in front of you in your town. Agva you should collect for you know, you should give her a letter, you know, pay her off the 10 the 10 percent. from from we we say we you collect it from uh from basically from Karka. Itzrabula is the base of the mill. In other words, that's also considered karka. You can collect it from whatever they have, even from the base of the mill. When I was at the Shiva of Rafkana, they even collected from rents. They had property that they rented out because since the property is real estate and they're renting it out, that's like a income from the karka. That's also even collected. You could even collect for the dowry from that. That's also considered like karka. A strange story. Ravanan sent to Ravuna this question. Huna Chavrin, 
Huna, my colleague. First of all, he didn't address him as rabbi. He addressed him by his first name. Huna, my colleague. Shalom, peace be to you. I also have a case. This is got a lady going to come before you in your town. Collect for the 10%. This lady's coming to you. Huna, you know, my colleague, I'm writing this to you. Dear Huna, uh, when this lady comes for you, make sure you get her the 10% because she's a legitimate um, uh, dowry seeker, you know, from her from her father's estate. Haviyazah Rav Sheshis Kameh. Rav Sheshis was sitting in front of Rav Huna when this case came before him, came before Rav Huna. Rav Huna got upset by the uh, by the common language that uh, he was addressed by Rav Anan. Huna, you're calling me like Huna, my buddy. Uh, Sheshis is sitting there. Amalei. So Rav Huna said to Rav Sheshis, go tell, go answer this Rav Anan. Amalei, zil Amalei, go tell him as follows. And repeat after me, Uvishamta Yehei Mandalo Amalei. And you should be put in Khairam. You'll be excommunicated. I'm putting you in Khairam if you don't repeat exactly my words to him. You're going to be afraid to say that what I'm going to tell you right now. But what I'm telling you right now is a quote, unquote. You have to quote, you have to repeat those words to him. And this is what you should tell him. You're calling me by you're not addressing me as rabbi. I'm calling you Anan Anan, like, you know, hey, boy, boy, you know, like, like when people say, you know, when you want to say something, say, Jim, 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 stop it. You know, like, you're like a very, in a very derogatory way. He was very, uh, very uh, abusive in his language. I'm like, Anan Anan, Mikarkamatafli, when you asked me this question uh, that you told, you told me to give her 10% from Karka or from Matafli, like, I mean, I'm posing the question to you. Not, not that he didn't know the answer, but it's like he's saying you weren't specific. And then I have another question for you. Mandi Yosebe Marzicha, the one who is sitting in a in a house of Marzicha. We'll see what Marzicha means. Marzicha means uh, a base ovel in a morning house. Man Yosebe Marzicha Bresha. Who sits at the head of the table at the morning house? In the morning house, when they have a meal there for the mourners, they they usually they seat them according to their uh, dignity. They're, they're the higher people, the rabbis, the most chashuv rabbi sits at the head of the table. Or, and the next guy below sits below him. There's an there's an order there. There's a class order. Who sits at the head of the table in a base of those? We'll see. It's the oval himself. That's why the question was raised. But he says, in other words, he answered him in a very derogatory way, and he was sort of facetious. What do you mean, Makarka Metalplan? And I have this question for you too. Azul of Sheshis. Rav Sheshis went to Ravanan, shaking, <laughs> shaking in his boots because he was killed not the messenger. You know, being killed. The messenger. He was afraid. Amalei says, listen. Mar, sir, Rabbah, you are a great rabbi. Ravuna is also Rabbi the Rabbah. And you are, Ravuna, you're the rabbi, uh, was the rabbi of your, of, of my master. In other words, you, you are a great rabbi and he is your rabbi. And he put in the cheyrim, Ravuna put in the cheyrim, the one who didn't say exactly the following words that I'm going to say. Had he not put me in cheyrim, if I wouldn't say Lavi Kamina. I wouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it because I have to say it because he put me in chayim otherwise. Ananana, and he repeated. Ananana, and those two questions. Number one, you didn't answer my question by Karkamatath. Number two, who sits at the at the head of the house, at the head of the table in the base of him? Uzzle Ravanan, Kameidra Marukba. Ravanan was flabbergasted. He didn't know how to deal with this. He, number one, maybe he didn't realize that he had spoken a little bit uh, disrespectfully, but now this answer coming back, he says, he went before Marco Amalei. What does he mean by this? And Farshim say it wasn't like he was saying Lashon Hara. He was just he didn't know how to deal with it. 
uh, Rafuna, look what Rafuna sent to me. Anan, anan, like, like you know, uh, anan, anan, like, you know, bother. You didn't even just say anan, my shop. He said, anan, anan, like, don't bother me. I don't even know he's talking about. What's marzicha? I don't even know what that word means. So Ravuka said, easy. tell me the truth. Tell me in truth. This doesn't sound like Rafuna. How did the story start out? You know, like the kid who came home and said to his mother, it all started when he hit me back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it all started when he hit me back. How did the story begin? How did the story begin? This That's how you addressed him. A man who doesn't even know what marzicha, a man who doesn't even know what marzicha means, you're sending to Ravuna and calling him Unachavrin. Right, so, so he told them, you have to accept the uh, admonishment. Okay. Don't come into the house of mourning. That's what he told him. So that's what it means. Now we know that it, although real, the real one who sits at the head of the table is the Oval himself. How do we know he sits at the head of the table? says by Eov. Eov said, I'll choose their way. I will sit at the head. I will sit. I will dwell like a king with his troops. You know, he sits at the head. Kasher Abela Minachin, like he mourns, like he like he um, comforts the mourners. We're talking here about the Ovel himself sitting, like Eov sitting at the head of the table. It says Kasher Abel Minachim, like he is comforting the mourners, right? Yanachim sounds like he's mourning them. He's the one who needs to be comforted. In other words, it doesn't say with it doesn't say with the patach. Or you know, as if the patach or Rashi explains, if there was an aleph in there, it would also be, be read as yinachem. But it could be read as like yinucham or yin yinucham. Siv ma yinachem or yinucham. Ways to, to to learn it, like that he himself become. You know, as you can interpret kasher avelim yinucham, like he will be comforted by the avelim, or yinachem, like he will be comforted by the avelim. Siv marzutam rehachem marzutam. There's another pasuk indicating that the avel sits at the head of the table. It says. The Sar Mirzach Sruchim. He will move the Abelas of the Sruchim like the uh, the spoiled ones. What does that mean? Mar Vizach, the person who is bitter and distracted because of his Abelas, Nasasar, he will be the officer. He will be the officer of the Sruchim. Rashi says that's the Gudolim, Habam and Achmo, the ones who come to, to, uh, to comfort him. So he will be head at, sit at the head of the table. He will be the head of the ones who comfort him. Amarabh. You only collect from Karka, not Metalklin. Certainly from Mazonis, as almost everybody agreed before. And there was one sheet that they said even from Mazonis, you collect from Karka, but almost everybody else said from Mazonis, you don't collect from Metalklin. But the Allah is the Karka for Mazonis and for Ksuba, even for the dowry. We had other opinions, like Rabbi says you collect Metalklin for everything, but no, the Allah is that. You collect from only from Karka, not Metalkin, both for food, for the Ksub itself, and for Parnasa, which is not written into the Ksub. All right. Hamashlish Mos, here's what happens. A man is dying, right? A man is dying, and he um, he wants his young daughter to be taken care of. So he gives the money to a third person, to a trustee. Hamashlish Mos Libito. And he says, listen, you you buy a field for her or take care of her uh, for uh, for her nodding. You buy a field for to buy a field or to give her a dowry. I'm giving the money to you because you know I can't leave the money to her. She's a young girl. 
Masha's libito, Viomeris, and she says, well, Nem and Baliola, you know, I have my fiance over here. You can give money to the fiance. He'll take care of, I trust him. We're in love. He's going to take care of me. He can give the money to the, to my, uh, to my fiance. Nem and Baliola, says, don't listen to her. <laughs> the, the trustee was given his assignment to take care of the money, buy, make sure she gets a proper dowry. Don't give it to the son-in-law, to the uh, prospective fiance. That's what mayor says. What do you mean? If he bought the field, if the field was here already, even if there was a field here, she can't sell it herself. Why shouldn't she be able to sell it herself? And therefore he could also, you can give it to the fiance because if she wanted to, she could sell it herself. That's all speaking by a, a girl who's who's attained bat mitzvah, who's gudola. But she's a kana. What a kana does is not, is, is not, uh, is not done at all. So we're not sure here what's the machlokas. Tanar Rabban, we're going to see a machlokas here. The Bryce is going to expand. Hamashish Moshlechas in the same the same case expanded in the Bryce. If a person gives Hamashish a person gave it to a trustee lechasna, meaning for his son-in-law, but he didn't want to give the money to the son-in-law. He gave it to a third person who he trusts. Likach man sada to buy a field lebito for his daughter. Give it to my husband. He'll take care of it. Listen to this. This is her mayor. If she's married already, then she could do it. When she's married, it's it's all you know goes to the husband. She's be she could say and the trustee should should uh, should relinquish the money to the to the son-in-law. But if it's only engaged, If they're only engaged, the trustee should not give it at all to her, but take care that he should fulfill his mission and he should buy the field for her and not give the money to the son-in-law. That's what the mayor says. Okay, Rabbi Yosiomer. So here we see already, the mission didn't talk about that, but the Brisa says, it depends. Rameer says, if it's Arison, the trustee should not relinquish the money. If they're, in, if they're already married, he can give up the money. Rabbi Yossi says, Hagdola, if she's bought mitzvah already, if she's a gola, she can do what he wants, like he saw. If, if, it, if she's a gola, she could sell the field, she could do whatever she wants, she could sell it herself, so you can do, you can listen to her. Biktana, if she's a if she's not bat mitzvah, beimir as a mayor, saying even she's married already, yasas lish mashal hushes biyado. The trustee shall fulfill his mission and not give her the money at all. My binayu, what's the where is the machlokus lechar between Reb Meir and Reb Yosi? Ilay miktana min anasuin. Maybe that's the difference because Reb Yosi said if it's minasuin, right? If it's minasuin, Reb says Reb Meir said it depends on Ayrson or Nasuin. Ayrson don't give her the money. Minasuin, give her the money. He didn't say anything about young and old, tan or not. So maybe that's not Mina. The Rameer says, even if she's a katana, but if she's married already, give the son-in-law the money. The son-in-law must be bar, must be bar mitzvah, otherwise it wouldn't be a marriage, right? But a boy under bar mitzvah can't make a marriage. So give the money. He's 13 already. He knows what he's doing. That's the hard word of the difference. Rameer says, because and Rabiosi says, no. Minanasuin uh, says, it depends on gadola or katana. If she's a gadola, we don't care if she's Nasuin or Arison. If she's a Tana, nothing. So maybe that's the difference. If that's Elaim, a Tana Minasuinik Minao, that according to Ramey, Ramey or Savar, or it's just Biyada, you can give her the money. Basar Beslamayim, Afil Minasuin, Nami, Dola, Aim Tana, Lo, Aim is safe. Look at the end of the mission. Mission says, Avavakani Masakun. It's very clear. A Tana, what she does is nothing. Homain Tana, who said that? Elaim, is it Rabyosi? Is it Rabyosi that says what? That that Dola, you can give the money to Tana, not? If there was already a field here, she could sell it right now. So Gadola, who, who is that speaking of? There was a field already here. 
she could sell it. Why, why should why shouldn't you give the money? Even if he had, even if, if Trubis had bought the field, she could sell it if she wants or give her the money. What are we speaking about? If she could sell the field herself. Only a Gdola could sell the field. Gdola, the Basmine Ain, Town of the Basmine Velo. So we saw we already saw Rabiosi said before, Rabiosi's own words, that if she had the field already, even if the trustee bought the field, she could sell it. Who are we talking about? She is obviously a Gdola, Tana cannot. So we the, we already know that Rabiosi holds it can only be a Gdola, not a Tana. So in the end of the mission, it says, that's not Rabiosi, it must be El Rameri. So it's Rameir, but Rameir says that a katana, what she does is no good, even though Rameir apparently said at the beginning of the Brisa, if she's married, she can do what she wants. If she's, a, if she's not married, she, if she's only Averson, you can't. But here Rameir is adding on saying, no, a katana, even if she's married, cannot. This is what you mean in Rameir. When must a trustee fulfill his mission? Only Menaerson of Menasuin or Shusbiota. But even then, even Menasuin, Medvor Murmidol of Akana Emasaktanakum, Ella Gedola Menaerson, if you and I, what's the machlot between Rameir and Rabiosi? A Gedola Menaerson. Why? Because Rabiosi says, Is she a Gedola? Yes. Is she a Katana? No. Right? So uh, Rabiosi says, even if, she's a, even if it's only Aerison, if she's a Gedola, she could sell it. Whereas Rameir says, No, only Menasuin and not Menaerison. And even Menasuin is only Menasuin. So the Nafkamina would be a Gedola Menaerison. According to Mayor, according to Mayor, she could not be, uh, you don't give her the money. You don't give the son in law the money. If it's Gedola Menaerison, according to Rabiosi, Gedola you do, even Menaerison. Itmar. Rafiudam Rashmur Lach Rabiosi is Lach Rabiosi, meaning that Gedola Menaerison, you do give her the money. Rabbi Ramnachman, Alocha, Kramer, Lachzaka Mayor, that no. We never give her the money unless it's Menasuin, unless they're married and she's a Gedola. Ilfa, Tolanaf, she be Iskra, the Makusa. We'll see why this case is brought down over here, because the end of the says, and, right, we don't, we don't, uh, and we see over here this whole idea of giving it to the trustee something. What's the reason why you give the trustee, if you give it to the trustee, he's not supposed to listen to the girl unless she's, let's say, like Rebeir says, unless she's a Gedola and she's married. Otherwise, you're supposed to, even she says, listen to them, I trust my fiance, no, because the halacha is that. Mitzvah l'kaim divri emes, and Rashi quotes it here. We're going to have it on the Gemara in a minute, but Rashi quotes it over here. You, you cannot uh, change what you, uh, what the, what the, uh, the guy, the, the father had said, because mitzvah l'kaim divri emes, Rashi says it over here. Um, over, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which Rashi is it? I, I'm a, um, of course, uh, the word yeah, in the Mishnah or in the Brisa? You're talking about Rashi, right? I'm Rashi, yeah, yeah. Ah, 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 Rashi. Okay, Rashi is in the Brisa. I saw it somewhere. Yeah. Right, right, right. This is what kind of mess. Okay, so Rashi says there, right? Rashi says that, they, that he's really quoting the Gemara. The Gemara is going to kind of mess. So here's the story Ilfa, Ilfa had gone to work. And um, uh, there's a whole story there that uh, Rabbi Yochanan, who was his colleague, they learned together in the yeshiva. Rabbi Yochanan became a Rosh Yeshiva, and Ilfa uh, went out to work. So they said to Ilfa, came home one day, and they said, you know, had you been in yeshiva, you stayed in yeshiva, you could have been the Rosh Yeshiva today, you know. Okay, that was considered an honor, right? And you could have been Rosh Yeshiva. He says, I can learn as good as him, even if I didn't stay in the yeshiva. So what he said, Ilfa told him, should be Iskra the Makusa. He, he hung himself up from the, the mast of the sail of a ship. The, the mast that held up the sail of the ship, he held himself in top. Amr, Ika, the Asi, the Amr, the Mils, the Bey, Rav Kira, Rav Kira, Rav Kira, Rav Kira were the authoritative uh, editors of the Brises. 
says, if somebody could show, tell me something that Rav Chir said in the Brisa below Pashit Nasisan, and I won't give evidence to it and prove it from a Mishnah, Nafila Meskara, I'm going to drop myself off from the top of the mess with the bun and drown myself. In other words, I'm, I can answer any question. I know the Mishnah is so well. Also, Saba, an elderly man came there, Tanalei, he said, look at this. Tanalei, something like this, says, Homer Tanushek Libni, Bishabas, a man is dying. And he says, give it, give my, I want to give an allowance of my, of the, uh, my young son. I want to give him an allowance of a shekel a week. But he really needs double that. There's two shekels in a cell. He needed a cellar, which is two shekels. No, because he just meant to give him an allowance. If the price of the bread went up or whatever, he just means to give him an allowance. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want all the, uh, the, the kid to get the whole estate right now. So he says, uh, give me, give him an allowance of, of a shekel a week. And, and it turns out he needs a cell. Give him a cell. If he says, no, only a shekel. I'm very mocked, but I don't want to give him more. Then he knows, you don't give him a shekel. You give him a shekel. And if he said in Mesu, if his kids die and there's no if his young kids die and there's no other Yorshim, Yeshua Khirim Tahtaim, I want these other I want the money, the estate to go to such and such people. Whether he said give him a shekel, or he says don't give or he said don't give him only a shekel, ain't no some shekel, give him a shekel because he really meant for most of his estate to go to these other people that he loved. That's the that's the advice that he said. So now Ilfa answered. You know who that goes like? You're saying this is a brisa. I'll show you the source for that. And he says, if you remember, he said, if anybody could show me a brisa that uh, said Rav Chir of Oshia, and I can't show them a source in the Mishnah, I'll kill myself. Amalei, how money Rameh goes to Rameh to Amr Mitzvah Kaim Devi Ames. That's Rameh Shita Mitzvah Kaim Devi Ames, and right, and um, um, that's 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 a sheet of Rameh that says you have to listen to the trust. The trust has to listen to the uh, to the father. Amr Chisam Merukle Hilchasa. The halacha though is bein shamer tnu, bein shamer altinu, no slum called sarchim. The truth is, whether he said give him a shekel, he said only give him a shekel. He he, really, you have to give him whatever they need. Why? Why is that? The gemara says why? Hakaim lanoch kikermei. You just said the halacha kikermei. Don't miss the kind of a mess that you have in kind of mess. And the mess said al titnu, don't give it, don't give my kids only a shekel a week. So why shouldn't you be kind of his words? And we're saying honey, maybe that's by other things. By other things, you're supposed to listen to him. But the truth is, the father here wanted them. If they need a seller, give them a seller. He really wanted them. The reason he said it in this way, only give them a shekel. He wanted to encourage them. In what sense? Rashi says, that they should go make a living. So they should look for their food. They shouldn't eat too much. In other words, he wanted them to be economical. You know, go, he, he, he don't want to take you, give them the whole estate, then they'll blow the whole thing in no time. You know, some of you come over and tell them you have to invest and buy this and buy that. You know, people are always descend on on your shim or people who won the lottery or people came to a lot of money. There's all kinds of, uh, of um, you know, vultures out there. Um, so he says, no, he, 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 when he said, just give them a shekel a week, he meant to say, limit their income so that they should learn economy and they should learn to go out and make a living. But the truth is, he also missed all kinds of race. Not awesome. Haputos, we learn elsewhere. Uh, where is that? Get that Haputos, young kids. Rashi says the ages of eight or nine. Others say six and seven. Mecca, Mecca, if they sell something, if they if if they if they sell if they buy something, it's a sale. Remember what they sell? Sell metalkum. So if they sell bread or they sell some, uh, they sell you a wallet. It's a valid sale. Uh, young kids, not karka, just metalkum. That's only if there's no. Uh, uh, no apotropus, no guardian who's supposed to take care of their needs. But if there's not apotropus, then I'll do anything. So it's more me, my. How do we know that? 
because it says in our Mishnah, what a katana does is doesn't it doesn't do anything, right? So uh, so it shows you that if there's a tr- trustee or a guardian, what they do is nothing at all, even if it's metalphon. It says a shlish is different. Why? Because a a um, uh, a regular guardian is there, uh, you know, to take care of their needs. He wants to make sure that they have food and things like that. So if they sell it themselves, it's also doing the same thing. Shlish is different because here the shlish, the trustee was appointed. He was appointed specifically to buy the girl, the the, the girl a dowry, a karka, whatever, so that uh, you know to avoid uh, the fiance messing it up. So uh, he told him exactly what he wants. And Apitrupis is not told exactly what he wants him to do, but it was just in general to take care of the needs. So here they weren't changing from their needs. They they needed to sell to get some bread or whatever like that. So maybe shiny. Zim Kane, if that would be the case, listen, the Yasa Shlish he should say, then it should say, the mission should say, by Iktana, who could do things, the Yasa Shlish Shlish should do exactly what's in his hands and not let her do anything. My that definitive statement, in general, what Iktana does is no good, right? The is similar to a Shlish, not exactly, but if she has a guardian in any sense, she's not allowed to do anything else. But if there's no guardian, Whatever she does, whatever a child does, a boy or a girl, a young girl, is considered done. All right, we'll pick up here tomorrow. Mr. Hanlap and CSE, she'll pick up from there. Have a good day.